Cannabis Live Shop Podcast, episode number 62. I'm your host, Chris Morez. Thank you for being here. Thank you for hanging out. Welcome in. Grab yourself a beverage. Grab yourself your snack of choice. The podcast is about to begin. We are just a couple of days away from the start of the NHL regular season, which is coming on Tuesday, depending on when you listen to this. Obviously, you listened to it before, so you know that the season is coming up on Tuesday. Uh, I cannot wait. I can smell it. Listen. Ah, yes, I can smell it. It is right there. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Chris Morez, a.k.a. Fuzzy Chris 91 If you're watching this over on the YouTube channel, I appreciate you greatly. Go ahead, hit the sub button, ring the bell. You can see my wonderful face again from this side, from that side. Who knows? Whichever one. Uh, if you're listening to this on the Spotify, the Apple Podcasts, on the, I think Google, Google's got its own podcast now. Yes, on the Podbean. Uh, I appreciate you as well. Go ahead, uh, hit a follow over there. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at FuzzyChris91. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Slapshot Podcast. Uh, jam-packed today. We got a lot of things to go through. Uh, specifically, what I mean by a lot is, uh, why not predict uh, which teams are going to make the playoffs, which ones are going to lose it, uh, between the East and the West. So I got a tier list put together here. Uh, if you're watching this over on YouTube, you'll be able to see the tier list. If you are not, that's fine. I'll verbally say it to you and you'll be able to keep up anyways. Uh, we're going to split this into like kind of two hours. We could have done overall, uh, but I want to break it down between the East and the West. It doesn't really matter. It comes all out to be the exact same. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to have a little bit of fun. Some teams are... You know, cup contenders, of course. Uh, others are not. We don't need to look very far to determine which ones are not cup contenders, right? Because we know. But we're still going to say it publicly in case those of you are new here, uh, new to maybe hockey, have no idea what's going on. Uh, so we're just going to help you get accustomed to which teams are bad, right? So that's what I thought we would do here today. I'm excited about it. So let's just roll right into this one here. So I got the tier board up here. You can see all the teams are in order. Okay, so I've broken them down into five categories. Okay, teams, for, again, we're splitting this up east and west. Uh, so cup contenders, teams that have a legitimate chance at winning the Stanley Cup. Okay, we have teams that are going to make the playoffs. They may not be cup contenders, but they're playoff teams in my mind. Uh, the third one is a bubble team. This can go either or. Either you're in or you're out. It's going to come down to how you play. 50-50 shot, I would say. Uh, the fourth category is no playoffs for you. No, you're not a playoff team. It's just not happening. Uh, and the last category is just not even close. You are rebuilding. You are just, you're mailing it in. You're just here so you don't get fined kind of thing in the NHL. Because there's 32 teams. All of them need to play 82 games. And you're just going to mail it in most of the season. If you break 70 points, that'd be kind of fun. People would laugh and go, wow, I didn't think you could do that. Uh, so those are the five categories we have broken them in. I'm going to get these three right off the bat, okay? Because, again, we got a lot of things to cover here. I don't have time uh, for the Anaheim Ducks, the Arizona Coyotes, and the Chicago Blackhawks. They are all mailing it in. They're not even close. Are the Ducks going to be a better team at some point? Sure, they will be, right? I think so. I would say the Arizona Coyotes are an improved hockey team, and I like those those core and young players. I don't know if they have the depth to even compete with a playoff. Like, not even, like, no playoffs for you. That's probably where I would have thought about putting them. Uh, I like Clayton Keller. Logan Cooley looks real good. 
I really enjoyed that they went out to get Sean Dur- Sean, uh, Sean Dursey. Their back end is good with J.J. Moser there. Karelva Melka is a good goalie. I just... I still don't think they're going to compete. I think this team is still a couple of years away from, or at least maybe next season, there'll be a no playoff team. And then maybe the year after that climb to a bubble team. I just don't think they're very good. Chicago. I mean, they're, they're literally not trying to win hockey games. Connor Bedard is fun to watch. Uh, He could drag Taylor Hall to like 65 points this year. And that would be cool, right? What a resurgence for Taylor Hall's career. Uh, but they are not going to win hockey games. They won't. Uh, Peter Morazic's their starting goalie. I can't name uh, a ton of players up front for them. I they're outside of Seth Jones on defense. I I don't care for them much. This is not a a good hockey team. Uh, so not even close to me. Those 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 three teams are just there. Uh, they're just mailing it in. They are basically the punching bag for other teams, right? So if you want to start your backup goalie, you want to rest a couple of players, you do it against these these three teams. They're just there and they're just going to exist and I don't know, man. It's 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 good to it's good to have fun. Uh let's move on right here. Cup contenders back to back here, okay? Colorado Avalanche, Dallas Stars. I think these two teams are the top teams in the West. It is wild that they are both in the same division though. Right? But to me, I think either one of those teams out of the West, they make it to the Stanley Cup. Colorado, we know who they are. Colorado has done a very good job of getting some depth. Their, their blue line to me is one of the best in hockey, right? Like th- this is a team built with a strong defensive core. Their goaltending is good. Alexander Gorgiev, I think, can can be good in that system. And obviously Nathan McKinnon there. Miko Rantanen being there, you know, we'll see what the health of Gabriel Landeskog and what comes from that. Uh, Natushkin being on the ice and not getting in trouble in a hotel room would kind of be a good thing. Uh, but bringing in guys like Jonathan Drouin as well, who can facilitate the puck to other guys. Um, it's just, to me, I, I know they brought in somebody else here. Let me pull this. Uh, who do they, let me go back to Daly. I'm forgetting one and I don't want to forget one here. And I'm going to see it, and I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense, of course. Ryan Johansson. Thank you. Ryan Johansson. I know he's, like, again, guys who facilitate the puck. This is a good hockey team from start to finish. Good team. I expect them to to contend for a Stanley Cup if they can stay healthy. Okay? For the Dallas Stars, it's no different. Right? The Dallas Stars, I don't think, are as complete of a team. But I think their forward depth is good enough to succeed, depending on how Tyler Sagan and Jamie Ben played, I think those are the wild cards for me, right? As if, if those guys can compete at a high level, then this team is this team's gonna be just fine. Uh Miro Heskinen on defense is pretty good. What you get out of Ryan Suter and the gang over there is what it is. That's where I think they lack a little bit. That blue line, not as talented as let's say uh Colorado's, but I think they can get through. The real player here is Jake Ottinger, right? Like this team it has a backbone goaltender and he could easily take this team as far as the Stanley Cup so I'm not worried about it per se I think they are uh set again sucks that out of that division only one of those teams is going to come out of it but hey it is what it is uh let's keep moving along here are the Edmonton Oilers I have the Edmonton Oilers as a playoff team this will shock absolutely nobody why are they not a cup contender 
I offensively we know like what um, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl can do. Okay, well, let's let's move on from that. Is their depth good enough to keep up? I don't know. That's always been the problem. There, their top six is elite, right? And then their bottom six exists. I don't know how deep they are as well on the blue line, right? I do think the addition of Matthias Ekholm for a full year is going to help. Evan Bouchard quarterbacking that top power play unit is going to be good. Like, how good is Darnell Nurse? He's definitely not worth the nine mil that he's making, right? But he's there. He exists. What else do they got here? Like, I'm I'm looking at their bottom six, and I'm like, cool. Um, you know, Cody CC, Brett Kulag, Vincent there, and they're like, what am I getting from these guys? I guess if they're good, you'll be fine. Again, they are a playoff team. Let's not get confused here. The real problem here for Edmonton is their goaltending, right? It is uh, Stuart Skinner and Jack Campbell. You do not pay Jack Campbell $5 million a year to sit on the bench. Obviously, it would be great if he could play at a high level. You know, remains to be seen. And Jeff Skinner is a young goalie still. So I, th- there's a lot of question marks in goal. If they went into a series, every series... In the playoffs, they're assuming the goalies are who they are, they would have the worst goaltending against any of those teams. Is their goaltending anywhere near Colorado's or Dallas? No, not even close. So I don't know if they are true cup contenders just yet. They need a goalie. And I expect this team, like I said, because they're in a playoff run, like they did last year where they went out to get Matthias at home, they could go out and get another blue liner, you know, bolster that top six later on. Like, how realistic is it for them to find a goalie? I don't know. It's going to depend on the play of Stuart Skinner and Jack Campbell. If those two are just mediocre, then this team will be good. They might win a playoff round or two. Uh, But they don't have cup-contending aspirations, at least in my mind. Uh, They do not. Next on the list here, the LA Kings. The LA Kings have been a playoff team. Simple. They are a playoff team. This is a really good hockey team. I don't think people realize that. Um, for me, I think it's more about their their offensive group is good. I think they're quite deep, especially down the middle. Anze Kopitar, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Philip Deneau, they, you know, when you bring in Pierre-Luc Dubois, it's because you're trying to get better and you want to give it that, that kick at the can, I guess, for Kopitar. It takes off a lot of his defensive responsibilities as well because he can split that with Deneau. His offensive as well commitments can be shared with Dubois. Uh, Kevin Fiala is still there. Victor Arvidsson is still there. Uh, this is a good team, man. I, you know, we, maybe Quentin Byfield can take another step. They are loaded down the middle, and I love this team. Defensively, we'll see what you can get out of them. Drew Doughty's not getting any younger. I think they could be pretty good, and then it's going to come down to... How healthy can Cam Talbot stay? And how well does Phoenix Copley play? I, I, ideally, Copley takes over that job, and it's like a 65-35 split where Copley plays the most. Like, Talbot is getting up there in age. He's not the guy that he once was. And the more he plays, the more that body's going to fall apart. So I think they are good. I don't know if they are elite per se. Make sense? Makes sense. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give... Let's go one more here. Uh, Minnesota. I'm going to put them as a bubble team. Now, nothing against the state of hockey. Okay. There are a lot of good teams. 
the Minnesota Wild are one of those teams that are built from the back end out. Okay. I think Philip Gustafson should get the majority of the starts over Marc Andre Fleury. Marc Andre Fleury is just like he's tailing his career. He isn't the goalie he once was. And I think he knows that. If you start splitting games between those two, unless Fleury goes on this kind of run, fine. Defensively, I'm not worried about Minnesota and the system that they play. Great. Here's where I worry. Like outside of Kirill Kaprasov, who is in, and, and I'll throw Matt Boldy into that conversation. Like who else is scoring goals for them? This is not a deep lineup. Let me, let me just take a look at Minnesota. What are they doing here? Nah, okay, so you got Kirill Kaprasov, obviously. Matt Zuccarello is who he is, but I mean, what are you getting out of this? This is their top six today. Ryan Hartman down the middle, Marcus Johansson, Joel Erickson, Eck, and Matt Boldly. Oof, that is, that is something. Their bottom six is what it is. It is what it is. Here's the only thing why I think they could be, like, they could have been, been a cup contender. I would have put them there. Uh, Pat Maroon, any team he's on, seems to go to the Stanley Cup Finals. So if you are the belief that as long as Pat Maroon's on your team, you're heading to the Stanley Cup Finals, then sure, might as well move them up and put them as a cup contender, right? But let's use science here for a minute. I, I just don't know if this team has got it. And they're like I said, I'm not worried about their blue line because they play within the system that they have, but it's not great. This is a defense first team, I think with limited offensive upside. So to me, they're a bubble team. That's where I'm putting them. Nothing more, nothing less. Uh, the San Jose Sharks, we can just completely disregard that they even exist. Uh, they are the favorites to finish last in the NHL, and not even by a little bit. They were a bad team last year. Now they employ Mike Hoffman, and they have no Eric Carlson. So let's not take, let's not put much into that, okay? Uh, Seattle, the Seattle Kraken to me are a bubble team. I, this is just, this falls into the story of a little bit of the Vegas Golden Knights. Just a whole bunch of players that nobody wanted, right? When this team was put together originally, you looked at it and went, oof, not great. Here's a couple of things that's going to that's gonna pitch one way or another for me. Seattle needs strong goaltending from Philip Grubauer, okay? That's what they need. Martin Jones isn't there anymore. He had like a month and a half of great hockey, and then he came back down to earth. This team goes as far as Philip Grubauer can go. Defensively, I think they're strong. Seattle is one of the top five, I think. Maybe not top five, maybe top 10 in goals per game. This Seattle team. And they haven't done, I don't think they've gone on and like added a bunch of players. I don't think so. This team is very lookalike to what they had last year. So this is just a team that's growing into what it is. Do I expect a little bit of a regression here? Yeah which is why I think they're more of a bubble team. But it wouldn't shock me if they made the playoffs, if they squeaked in, right? The problem is, is you got to get ahead of some of the teams that are ahead of you, right? And they play in a division where that might be hard. But I do believe that they could be a wild card team and they can kind of get there. They could challenge Minnesota, right? For a wild card spot. That's how, that's how I look at it. So good for them. Uh, St. Louis, man, no playoffs for you. St. Louis is just, they're there. I don't think they have enough to really pull through. I think this team is heading for a rebuild. I don't know how much I trust Jordan Bennington. Their top six is like, it's good, but nothing really blows me away, right? Puchnevich, Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo, pretty good, right? 
Brandon Saad, Braden Shan, Kasperi Kaplan, meh, meh. Uh, Jacob Verana, Kevin Hayes, and Sammy Blair, meh. Like, it's, that's a good third line. I don't think they could be a second. I think they're going to be missing a little bit of depth here. Their blue line is fine. It's, to me, it's, I just don't think, like, how many teams ahead of them are they better than? Not really. So I don't think they are a playoff team. Uh, not at all. I will throw as well the Vancouver Canucks into that conversation. Not a playoff team. Vancouver's going to get better at some point, but this team needs... I don't think they need help up front. I think Elias Pettersson, JT Miller, those are elite players. Really good, right? Anthony Beauvillier comes over. We'll see what he gets. Uh, Andre Kuzmenko is there. Uh, you know, young player, still lots of time. Brock Besser, I don't know what you're getting out of him, but it kind of gets real weak after that in their bottom six. And they they are not the Edmonton Oilers, so they need their bottom six to be a part of it. Defensively, you have Quinn Hughes. And then what? Who? Right? Uh, Tyler Myers, Philip Hironic, Carl's, uh, Carson Soucy, Ian Cole, and Cole Mackward. Okay. <laughs> sure. I don't know. Quinn Hughes is going to be fine. Great choice to have him as captain. This defense core lacks. Th- th- they're going to get skated around a little bit. Tyler Myers is not the player that he was. Philip Hironic, I know what he brings, but, you know, there's still something to be left there. Uh, and then in goal, look, uh, Thatcher Demko is the starter. I know that Casey DeSmith has now ended up there. Again, I just don't know what you're going to get out of that. Thatcher Demko needs to be good because Casey DeSmith is not. And I don't know how good that defense is to really support Thatcher Demko. So there could be some nights where it's long for him and where it doesn't work out. He would have to be elite just to put the Canucks into a bubble team playoff spot. And I don't think we're going to get that from him. I just don't. I'm not there yet. Uh, Vegas. Vegas is a cup contending team. They're the defending Stanley Cup champions. This team has not gotten worse. They are extremely deep. Their blue line is good. They're, they prove that 80 goalie within the system is going to work. So whether it's Aiden Hill or Logan Thompson, doesn't matter. Whichever goalie is there is good. Again, a really good defensive core system. That defense is good. And their forwards, obviously, when you have guys like Mark Stone handing around, Jonathan Marshall, Jack Eichel, uh, Ivan Barbashev was really good when he came over. So there's a lot of great pieces. This team at its nucleus is still in play. So I don't understand why they couldn't do it again, right? I don't understand why they couldn't do it again. Uh, next on the list, the Winnipeg Jets, not a playoff team. I'm not even putting them in the bubble. I understand that this is a team heading for a rebuild, right? You moved on from Pierre-Luc Dubois. You got some pieces. That's good. But my expectation here is that they will probably move on from Mark Shifley. They'll, they'll trade him at the deadline. If this team, even if they're a bubble team, I don't know. If they can't get Shifley and they can't get Hellebuck to commit long-term to this team, they're going to move them. And I think those conversations start early in the year so they can gauge how much interest and try to make that deal. I don't think this comes down to the trade deadline. It is exceptionally hard to move elite players at the trade deadline just because the pieces and everything. Do you want them to be pure rentals? I can't see a situation where Carter Hellebuck returns to this team. He has publicly stated that he wants to go to a winning team. Like, he wants to win a Stanley Cup, whether it's in Winnipeg or somewhere else. So he is, he's got one foot out the door. I don't think it's going to be very hard to get the other foot out, right? I just don't think so. This, he's, he's a good goalie. 
he could find somewhere. This Winnipeg team to me is just not a playoff team. If you start moving those guys like Kyle Carter and uh, Nikolai Ehlers are going to be there. I don't think those guys go anywhere, but I can't see the rest of that core sticking around. Right. You moved on from Dubois. You let Blake Wheeler go. There's just, I don't know, man. Winnipeg just doesn't seem like a fun place to be in right now. Nothing to do with the weather. Nothing to do with the city. Just that team looks like it's on a downhill. Uh, and I don't want to be on that ship. Uh, we'll finish strong here with the Calgary Flames bubble team. I'm going to put the Calgary Flames as bubble team. They had, look, there is no secret. Meryl Sutter was not a, not a liked personality in that room. And you can just see the players have said it without publicly saying it. They are happier, fresh start. Nobody has said it more than Jonathan Huberdeau. And you need to get Huberdeau going. You need to get Mackenzie Wieger going. You need to get Nazem Kadri going. Like, they're still a good team. They can compete. And the reason is because Jacob Markstrom's in goal. I do believe that Jacob Markstrom is good. I do. And I think defensively, the Calgary Flames are sneaky good as well. This is a good defense. They just didn't play up to their potential. And offensively, you got guys who can do stuff, right? Like, I don't believe a player like Huberto, who had what, like 110, 115 points, and the next year goes to like 50-something? Like, like I, I don't believe you lose that skill, Right? Is he a 100-point player in Calgary? I don't know. But you got to give these guys some freedom. you got to let them play. And I think what's going to be here, new coaching staff in place, we're going to let some guys have some fun, okay? You're going to go out there and let them express. Don't make the system so hard. Because a lot of these guys, they just didn't enjoy it. Let these guys play some hockey. Jacob Peltier literally changed his number because he made a joke about the coach forgetting who he was. Nobody wanted to play under Sutter. This is a good team. I know they don't have Johnny Gaudreau. I know they don't have Matthew Kachuk. Those guys have moved on. Those are big losses. And who knows about Elias Lindholm? They signed my, you know, they signed Backlund here. So there's at least guys who want to stick around. And right now it's about getting guys to commit and say, hey, let's be here. And you do that with a coach that a player wants to play for and a little bit of fun. So I think the Calgary Flames are in a good spot here. Okay. I truly believe that they can be just fine. All right, so that's the board here. So let's recap. Cup contenders, Colorado, Dallas, Vegas, playoff teams, Edmonton, LA. Bubble teams will be Minnesota, Seattle, Calgary. Okay, no playoffs for you. Will be St. Louis, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. And the not even close teams are the Anaheim Ducks, the Arizona Coyotes, Chicago Blackhawks, San Jose Sharks. That's how I see fit. All right, let me remove all these teams here. We'll take them off so we can make room for our Eastern Conference teams. Um, I think the East will be a little bit closer. I really do. I had a, I, when I was looking at this, I had more trouble with the East. Uh, let's start off with the Boston Bruins. Man, I'm about to piss off an entire, an entire fan base because they are not a playoff team. They're not. I know, listen, I know you don't want to hear it, Bruins fans, but let's come down to reality a little bit, okay? Let's come down to reality. If you are not a Bruins fan, you can't name their three centers down the middle. I know you can't because I had to Google it. That's right. If you, who is playing center for the Boston Bruins next year? I'll give you a moment so you could pull out your phone, pull out your Google and go through it, okay? Just so you could have some fun, okay? Here it is. Pavel Zaka, okay? Charlie Coyle. Matthew Poitras and John Beecher. I don't know who, I don't even know if I'm saying the last two right. Everybody's talking about P- 
Poitras, that's how I'm going to call him, as being like the next Patrice Bergeron, which we can calm down for a minute. The kid's been pretty good, but he's about to show up in the NHL with a lot of great players, and he's going to be reminded, okay? I think he can have a good season. Yes. Is he going to replace a generational selkie player? No. And I think that you do not replace Patrice Bergeron. You just try to live without him. Boston has done nothing to go out and replace players that they have lost. Okay? They've done nothing. I get that guys like Dmitry Orloff and Garrett Hathaway, they went to go get at the deadline. Like, those are minimal. But they, they played well when they were here. Dmitry Orloff specifically played well. Those are guys who are no longer there. Right? The retirement of Patrice Bergeron. Right? Brad Marchand being named captain, great for him. Marchand is 35. And he had double hip surgery a year ago, okay? That body is going to fall apart at some point, just based on the way he plays. He's not the same player that he once was, and that's okay. And the same thing with the loss of, like, you know, Nick Foligno and Taylor Hall. I know those aren't massive, but these are NHL bodies, okay? They're not kids. They're NHL bodies that were able to contribute on an NHL team. What did Boston go out and do here? They got Jesper Boyquist. They brought back Milan Lucic. Sorry, that fixes everything. James Van Riemsleg is on the top line, according to Daily Faceoff, as of today. Okay, like James Van Riemsleg is not a top line winger anywhere. Uh, defensively, I mean, defensively they're going to be okay. And then it's going to come down to Linus Allmark and Jeremy Swayman. Those two put up the the Bruins as a team put up record numbers last year, both offensively and defensively. At some point, those numbers are A, they're going to come back. They're going to regress to the mean just because it is. They were so elite that you got to come back a little bit. And now with all these pieces missing, I think the goaltending's just going to slip a little bit, just a bit, that it's going to put them in a category where they're not used to. And I think if, if, if guys start to get hurt, this lineup gets thin real quick and they can't keep up. I don't. So I have them missing the playoffs. I don't even have them as a bubble team. I think they're going to have a really hard time in the Atlantic keeping up. I think overall the Metro is still good. So there's just, there are so many teams that I like better than the Boston Bruins. So I have them as just missing the playoffs because they just can't compete. It'll, it'll suck when they do. And I'll take the heat if I'm wrong. But that's where I've put my money. I have. I have put money on the Bruins to miss the playoffs. That's where I am. Uh, let's go to more fun stuff. The Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, they are cup contenders to me. Look, it, it, their offense is deep. Their defense is great, right? We spoke about Orlov. They went out to add more players. Uh, good team. Good team. I do believe they are a cup contending team when healthy. It, it, they struggled in the playoffs because they were missing bodies. And with healthy bodies in the lineup, I think this team can do some damage. We'll see what their goaltending is because they got that three-headed monster there and how healthy Freddie Anderson can be and how healthy Antti Ranta can be. But if you need help, they'll go out and they may add some goaltending depth and they'll be just fine. But I have them as a playoff team, okay? Uh, not even close to Columbus Blue Jackets. Look, this is a team that hired Mike Babcock thinking it was a good idea. They're rebuilding. This just, no, uh, I don't care. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings, man, I'm, I don't think they're a playoff team. You know, they're not contenders. Uh, at some point, I got to believe the Eiserman plan has just got to be closer. This is a team that, like, Steve Eiserman's gone out and added a bunch of bodies, okay? And at some point, these things got to happen. You don't go out and acquire, Al you know, sign Alex the Brinkat just to, uh, no, they traded for him, sorry. Yeah. Like, you don't go out and do those kind of things to, to not at least compete for a playoff spot. So, 
you know, Dylan Larkin is there. Lucas Raymond's still a good player. David Perron can still contribute. A healthy Robbie Fabry in a, in a depth role. They defensively, it is what it is. Uh, right. Jacob Wallman, Maurice Sider, Ben Sherratt, Jeff Petrie, Shane Gossesbear, Justin Hall. Is that the best defensive core in the NHL? No. Can they do something? Sure. And then what do you get out of Vili Husso and James Reimer? I don't know. I think they're a bubble team that could fade pretty quick. But I have to believe the Iserman plan at some point is going to kick in. I'll take it this year. Okay. Uh, the Florida Panthers. Playoff team. Playoff team. This is a team that missed the playoffs, that made the playoffs by one point, and then we know that the run that they went on. I think they're a playoff team. I truly do. I believe that they can repeat some of that success again this year. This is a good team. They, they may not be flashy. They may not be a team that goes out there and kind of just dominates like that year when Huberto was there. But, I mean, if Sergei Bobrovsky plays the way he does, Spencer Knight back now after his you know stint with the NHLPA, needing some time for himself, their defensive core is good. They can be a playoff team. They really can. Now they just got to do it. Uh, the New York Islanders, oh man, bubble team. This is a system team. Ilya Sorokin is elite. If you've been doing any fantasy hockey drafts, you know Ilya Sorokin. He would be a consensus number one goalie off the board if he didn't play in New York. The Islanders are boring to watch. This is a boring hockey team. Like if you have, if you have trouble sleeping at night, just replay the Islanders game and I promise you in a half hour you'll be asleep, okay? There's nothing fun about them. Bull Horvat's in town, great. I don't think he's going to have any great offensive numbers. Matthew Barzell struggles as well to get the offensive numbers. They have players who can do things. But this team is built from the back end out. Their defense is solid, very good. Their goaltending is obviously elite. Like Sorokin can put up great numbers. The problem is, is that if he gives up two goals, his team probably loses because the Islanders are not going to score goals. This is going to be a team towards the bottom of the league in goals for per game. I don't think their power play will be very good either. So it is what it is. Uh, The Montreal Canadiens, just not even close. No. I think they will be fun to watch, though. They're going to be fun. They're going to, at some point, they're going to take a step. I don't think it's this year yet. I think the plan is still being built. A, they need to stay healthy. That's the number one thing. If they're healthy and they compete, Maybe they move into the no playoffs for you, but I still think there's just that goaltending is not good. And watching training camp, no real rookies have stood out. Uh, Sam Mottenbow, Jake Allen look absolutely miserable in goal. So I don't know what I like. I don't know what this team's going to get out of them, uh, but I don't think they're close to a playoff spot. Uh, I'm going to put the Nashville Predators in the no playoff zone. I don't think they're horrible. I don't think they're going to be as bad. UC Saros is still good. Roman Yossi is still there. Don't forget, Tyson Berry is there now. Ryan McDonough. I know they're not the players they once were, but NHL players who can play, they may struggle to score goals. It is what it is, right? The New Jersey Devils, man, cup contenders. Holy. And I say this knowing that there are pieces that need to be addressed. This is a good team that is going to get even better this year. They have a full year now, if Tebow Meyer, you go out and you sign Tyler Toffoli, who put up 70 points on a terrible Calgary team, and now he's going to one of the best offenses projected in the league, okay? Their defense is what it is, okay? Dougie is good. Let's see what Luke Hughes can do. I think they probably need a couple of bodies on the back end, probably two more to really fill that out. 
the question mark for them is in goal, right? I do not believe for a moment that Akira Schmid or Vitek Vanasek are going to be the goalie, okay? I don't. And those two will do as good as they can until Connor Hellebuck shows up in New Jersey. Now, I, I, as we mentioned, Connor Hellebuck wants to go to a winning team and the New Jersey Devils are right there. This is the start of possible multiple championships in a period of time. So if Connor Hellebuck wants to win championships, he can do it in New Jersey, right? He can. Cross the Hudson, have some fun. He can. And if he wants to be there, maybe he comes over as just a pure rental and then they try to convince him and say, hey man, look, you go on a run, you win a Stanley Cup, or you go, let's say, even if you lose, let's say, in, in the you know, conference final or the Stanley Cup final, let's say, you can convince Connor to come back and say, hey, man, we're right there. We're right there. We can do it. They had a great first round against the New York Rangers, a team that was just, it was unfair that we had the Rangers and Devils in the first round. It's a shame because those two teams were just elite. And we saw the Devils pound through. So good for them. This is a team with legitimate cup contending aspiration they are i love them and i think they can only get better uh i'm gonna put the new york rangers in the same category like i said it was completely unfair to have the devils and the rangers in the first round i don't know why this is even possible and how it's put together thanks gary the new york rangers to me are a deep friend they are as deep as it gets probably in the east i don't think there's a team that's better constructed then this team, they just have to do it. Like, just get it done. Offensively, they're the deepest. You don't, you go out and you add Blake Wheeler on an absolute cheap deal, and I think he can contribute. You're still waiting for Capo Caco and Alexi Lafreniere to demonstrate why they were picked first and second overall. So at some point, that step has to happen. When that happens, not a question of if, I think it's a question of when this team takes off. Because then you don't need to go out and add Patrick Kane's at the deadline and the Vladimir Tarasenko's, right? Like, Kane is not great defensively. Tarasenko is, he's good, but, you know, tailing on the other side. He's come off of surgeries and stuff. I think once those two, Lafreniere and Kako, get going, this team is unstoppable. Defensively, I think they're elite, right? Regardless of what you want to think about Truba and the way that he plays, he's an NHL defenseman, of course. Keandre Miller is there. I mean, we, you know, Adam Fox looks like a future Norris winner again. I think he's already won one. Is it possible? I don't know. And what do we say about Igor? Like, what do we say about Igor Shosturkin? In a lot of leagues, fantasy hockey goes first. Why? Because he plays in New York and he's going to win games. And now he's got Jonathan Quick to back him up. And we don't want Jonathan Quick to play hockey because Jonathan Quick is not good at that anymore. So we could probably see Igor start about 60 games this year just because the Rangers need him to play. Is it too much? Yeah, it's too much. But the Rangers are a cup-contending team. This team is good. Now get it done. Perform. You have the pieces in place. Go do it. Don't squander the window. Okay? Don't. Uh, let's go next. The Ottawa Senators bubble team, man. This is a team that is expecting to take the next step. So do it. Right? You got new ownership in town. So that means they got some money to spend, right? You have the pieces that are in place. I think defensively, they got like a stack here, right? When you have Jacob Chikrin, Thomas Shabbat, and Jake Sanderson, you're looking for success. If those three defensemen are as they are, you're going to be fine. The question mark obviously comes down to goaltending and what Jonas Corposalo can do. Because we saw how bad he could be in Columbus. We also saw that he could be pretty good when he was in LA. 
The problem is, is the the Ottawa Senators are not the LA Kings, and thank God they're not the Columbus Blue Jackets. They're probably somewhere in the middle. There are playoff spots up to up to be grabbed, like to be held onto here. They have to get off to a good start. This is a team that needs to perform. They have all their big guys have long term contracts in. This is the core. So get it done. If you need pieces at the deadline, we'll go out and we'll get them. Pierre Dorian will fix that. But you need to win. I still think they're a bubble team. I'm not putting them in the playoff conversation just yet. Okay? Not doing that. The Philadelphia Flyers, not even close. Don't need to worry about them. I'm going to put the Pittsburgh Penguins as a playoff team. This is a team that failed to make the playoffs because they couldn't get one point between, I think it was Chicago and Columbus. Okay? You don't go out and trade. So Kyle Dubas comes in, very smart man, obviously. Uh, and then you go out and you trade for Eric Carlson. Like you're not mailing it in. Your expectation is to make the playoffs. Right? They're gonna give that that one final kick at the can for the core that's been there, the Crosby's, the Malkins, the Latangs. I think this helps the addition of Eric Carlson helps Chris Latang. Doesn't have to take on as many minutes. We know Latang's gonna get hurt at some point. This question is it's gonna be how long and how often, right? The same thing with Evgeny Malkin. You still have Good players there and Ricard Raquel and Jake Gensel. And you have enough to get it done. The Pittsburgh Penguins have proven that they could. And they dealt with a lot of injuries last year. This is a team that can do it. Their goaltending is still good. I still believe in Tristan Jerry. Defense is fine. It's, it, it's, it, it is what it is. It's offensively gifted. And I think the balance between Carlson and Latang is going to help them both. Carlson is not the best defenseman defensively. We know that. But we know what he's out there to do. Latang's getting up there in age. Let him play. You know, Latang can block shots and hit, and they can use two, you know, two defensemen on the power play, and it's all fun and games there. I think they are a playoff team. I will sip the Kool Aid there. That's not a problem. Ah, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're a bubble team to me. The loss of Andre Vasilevsky is huge. Right, he's going to be out eight to ten weeks. Back injuries for goalie was like six foot six is obviously tough. Cause like how, how in shape is he going to be when he comes back? And what is Tampa Bay going to be like while he's out? You can't tell me that it doesn't matter, right? Like on Andre Vasilevsky is, could go down as one of the best Russian goalies to ever play hockey. Right? Like he could probably be in the hall of fame when it's all said and done. He's got rings on his finger. He's got awards. He's really good. So don't tell me it doesn't matter that he's there anymore, right? And Tampa Bay's, you know, they, they find ways to win. They do. Julian Breezewell just finds a way to build good teams. Has he made some questionable calls over the last couple of years? Sure. What is the status of Steven Stamkos and his contract? He's publicly come out and said he's disappointed that they haven't figured that out. But on paper, I do believe that the Tampa Bay Lightning are have to go out and get a goalie. Like, there's no way they're going to run. I don't even know who's there. I found out that what's his face? Uh, Brian Elliott was not part of that team. You, they could go out and sign him if they wanted to, uh, but that would be mid uh, because he is a below average goalie. So the same thing. Defensively, this is the same team. They haven't really changed. Uh, Jonas Johansson and Hugo Allen, Allen. I don't even know who that is. I don't even know who that is. So you can't tell me Jonas Jonasson who played like a couple of games in Colorado is the solution short term. Can't be. You have to be a bubble team like 
towards U.S. Thanksgiving, right? Like, I think that's probably when Vasilevsky could return. U.S. Thanksgiving. Hopefully at that point. If this goes into December and a little bit longer, oh boy. Like, this team's got to play 500 hockey before Vasilevsky comes back just to have a chance to, to make the playoffs. So I'm going to put them as a bubble team because I, I... Man, this team can't fall behind quick enough. If they do, then that's it. And if they want to roll out just a nobody goalie until then, look, like you do you, boo-boo, but that's... that Man, I, I don't want to put them in a no playoffs for you. I really don't because I, I do believe that this team is good. I do. And when that core stays together and those players are still there, they're still going to find a way to score and win games. The only thing that's changed now is they've lost an elite goalie, and you can't replace that. So you got to play maybe a style of hockey that's a little bit more defensive. You know, you got to really watch. You got to limit the opportunities. I think they're a good enough team that they can do that. Yep. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, to me, are a playoff team. They can't be a cup contender because you got to make it past the first round more than once every 20 years, right? Taking shots at you, Leafs Nation. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, here's the thing. We know they're going to score goals. It's, it's just, it's, it's not a question of if, right? It's a question of when. And I think bringing in guys like Max Domi, you know, and Tyler Bertuzzi, you know, just make this team better. I do. I, I think it makes this team better. You know what you're going to get out of Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, John Tavares, Willie Nylander. You know, the contract situation for Willie Nylander, I don't think, I don't know if they have money to keep him here, but I can't see Toronto trading him during the year if they can't get it done. I, I don't see it. They may try to say, hey, man, let's win a cup and we'll deal with you in the offseason kind of thing. You know, like, do you really want to trade him if you can't sign him? I don't know. You know, you can't move John Tavares. He is, William Nylander is the guy who's going to go, if anything, if they can't figure out money. Defensively, they are what they are, right? And in goal, it's always what will Ilya Samsonov do. Now, Joseph Wall is there, and I think he could get, you know, eat up a couple of those starts from Samsonov, but that's not a bad thing. Samsonov needs to stay healthy. You can have a situation where Samsonov plays 55% of the games and Wall plays 45 and still be very good. I do like Toronto can be a cheaper version of the Edmonton Oilers and just outscore you every night. Like if you score four, we're scoring five. That's it. And that's, that's what they are. Then get come playoff time. We'll figure it out at that point. But are they a playoff team? Yes. Again, they can't be a cup contender. It just doesn't make sense right now. It doesn't. Uh, the Washington Capitals, man, not a playoff team. It's not it. I get that they get a John Carlson. That's healthy. I get that they went out to get, you know, Max Pacioretty. We'll see how his Achilles and every other body part holds up for him. You know, the health of Nicholas Backstrom and who he is, of Genny Kuznetsov. Uh, Ovechkin still chasing greatness. So there's always a chance. I just, like, are they better than the bubble teams? Are the Washington Capitals a better team than all the bubble teams ahead of them? I don't think they are better than Detroit, the Islanders, the Senators, and a depleted uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. I just don't. Darcy Kemper is just, he's mid. Defensively, meh. meh. Right? The Capitals are like one suspension away, like Tom Wilson specifically, one suspension away from putting his team in hot water again. So I don't think they're a playoff team. I just don't think they can compete in the Metro. Right? When you have the Carolina Hurricanes, when you have the New Jersey Devils, the New, the New Jersey Devils, the New York Rangers, and the Pittsburgh Penguins, to me, those are four teams already in the playoffs. One of those teams, by the way, is going to have to be a wild card. Fun fact, yeah? Having fun. We're having fun here, okay? So, 
I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. Kind of wild, eh? Kind of wild. Uh, next here, we're going to throw in the final one, the, the Buffalo Sabres. Ooh. Are you ready, Buffalo? I say a lot of bad things about your city, though. I'm not taking any of that back, okay? Buffalo's a mid-city. Deal with it. Uh, I do believe they're a playoff team, though. I do. I really do. This is a team that missed the playoffs last season by a single point. Remember how we said Pittsburgh missed it by one? Buffalo, one. They employed Craig Anderson that year. Craig Anderson was 41. Okay? Now, you're telling me that anybody else other than Craig Anderson probably helps this team get up there. Are they the best defensive team? No. Are they good offensively? Yeah. Are they going to be fun to watch? Heck yeah. Are they going to play tight defense? Mm, Probably not. But... Another year of Rasmus Dahlin. Another year for Owen Powers, right? Remember him? He can grow into that position. He can be a defenseman along 25 to 27 minutes a night. I think the guys like, you know, Alex Tuck being there. Jeff Skinner seems to have figured out how to play hockey again. You know, you got Tage Thompson who's dominating. Dylan Cousins is there. Casey Middlestad can still take a step. They have a lot of good players on this team. And I think that to me... I think they are better than the Detroit Red Wings. They are better than the New York Islanders. They are better than the Ottawa Senators. And if they get off to a strong start and Tampa Bay doesn't, Tampa Bay can't catch them. Okay? So in that East division, well, not East, the Atlantic, let's say. Right? Like, who's the top team in the Atlantic? Would it be Toronto then? That would be fair. And then Florida? And then Buffalo? Would that make sense? I know it's a reach. I know, I know it's a reach, okay? I just... I know it's a reach. I I realized that I left the Nashville Predators in there. My apologies. Look... I know it's a reach, man. I know, and I'm betting. I if you've been watching uh, Adam Bernard and Anthony Rivera and I on Better Hockey Now, like you know how big of a fan of Devin of Devon, Devin Levi I am. I am a huge fan, secret fan. Get me his jersey. The kid is good. Here's the thing. I understand that it is tough for rookie goalies to have success. Okay, there is there have been numerous times where we have seen rookie goalies struggle. Okay. Future Hall of Famers, by the way. More you know, specifically Mark Andre Fleury, when he started in the NHL, it was not very good. And Carey Price, when he started, it was not very good either. So it is hard for rookie goalies to have success in the NHL. Also think of Carter Hart, right? Anyways, here's the thing though. Devin Levi's not going to a bottom barrel hockey team. He's going to a team that missed the playoffs by one game, by one point. So he's got a chance to really help this team succeed. And I think he is good enough. Right? Devin Levi's win total on most sites is set at 24 and a half. But a lot of people have these Sabres at like 94, 95 points, which is a playoff caliber. Right? It's probably a bubble team. But you, like, are, are you telling me the Buffalo Sabres are going to be good regardless of their goaltending? No, because they don't have the defensive structure to do it. This is a team that's going to need to score goals and rely on their goalie to be good. 
So you need a good goalie. You just need one. It's not Uko Pekko Lukanen who's going to take over or Eric Comrie. You didn't know those were the backups or in the system because why would you know, right? You had no idea. You had to Google it, unless, of course, you're a Buffalo Sabres fan. But to me, there's a spot in the East up for grab because I've taken Boston out of it, and I'm just not sure about the Tampa Bay Lightning, right? If Tampa Bay keeps up, and then they get Vasilevsky back. They could easily then take that spot. And then Buffalo's got to fight for a bubble spot. Which, again, I still think they can clutch. I really do. I still think they can clutch there because there are a lot of bad teams in the Metro. All of that to be said. It's going to come down to how well Devin Levi plays. But I truly believe that he can be the key to winning. He can. He is not going to a bottom-of-the-barrel team. I don't, maybe his numbers don't look great. Maybe he's got like a 255, you know, maybe 260 goals against average, like a 910 save percentage, which is fine. But for a rookie goalie in the NHL, that's up there. And if this Buffalo team makes the playoffs, okay, there's some coach of the year awards that are going out. And I got Devin Levi, I got him on a long shot to win Rookie of the Year. It's Connor Bedard's award to win. I get that, okay? But let's say, I don't know, Connor blows out his knee. We're not wishing for an injury here. Knock on wood somewhere. We're not hoping for it. But let's say Connor Bedard blows out his knee. There's a whole lot of... That that spot becomes wide open. And for what a rookie goalie can do and just how hard it is to play the position and have success, I think he would win it then if this Buffalo team makes the plus. I, I expected him back in June to come out and be the starter for this team. I think he has done enough to earn it. He has played exceptionally well through the preseason, at least in my eyes, that it is his spot. This team goes as far as he takes them. It's a lot of pressure. I think he finishes with more than 24 and a half wins because I think he plays 55 games this year, which is probably the sweet number for him. Maybe he's closer to, maybe he's closer to 50. But I don't see Eric Comrie taking his spot. I don't see Uko Pekalukanen taking his spot. So, it's his spot to lose. All he's got to do is play well. And look, he's a rookie goalie. There's going to be growing pains for him, okay? Let's not sit here and think it's all going to be unicorns and butterflies for him, okay? It's going to be tough at times. But I think he can work through it. And I think if this team plays better in front of him, like I said, their defense still leaves a little bit to be fine-tuned here but there is no question offensively they are good and this offense can compete with some of the best teams in the eastern conference i just think they got to tighten up a little bit for him or he stands on his head and then we don't have to worry about that but it's hard i understand why some people would be a little bit hesitant right now me not one of them not one of them i have devin levi in a ton of fantasy hockey drafts because i love him i i mean i just i know what i'm getting from him or at least i'm hoping i know what i'm getting for him because I've spoken so highly about him at every turn. So I need you, Devin. I need you to help me, okay? Because I'm like standing right behind you here. I got my hand on your shoulder. and I'm like, you got this. Let's go. Lock it in. Close it out. So let's recap the East here. Let's recap it, all right? Cup contenders. Carolina, New Jersey, and the Rangers. Playoff teams. I have the Florida Panthers, the Pittsburgh Penguins, Toronto Maple Leafs, Buffalo Sabres. Bubble team. Okay, Detroit, the Islanders, the Ottawa Senators, 
Tampa Bay Lightning. No playoffs for you. Doesn't matter. Uh, Boston and Washington, not even close. Columbus, Montreal, Philadelphia. That is the East. This was a little bit tougher. I'm, I'm not going to be honest. A little bit tougher. There's a lot of teams that are in the mix there for things that can happen. I think the East is going to be fun. It is. But that is how I see the East. That is how I see the West. That, ladies and gentlemen, has brought us to the end of the podcast today. Well done. As always, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I appreciate you guys like you do not know. Uh, I I said I would do one every Thursday. I know it's Friday. Just just cut me some slack, okay? Just do what you want. If you have notifications turned on, you don't have to worry about this. It's easy. Unicorns and butterflies, all right? But thank you for hanging out with me. I appreciate it. If you haven't already, make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at slapshotpod. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Slapshot Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at FuzzyChris91. And like I said, if you go to the Slapshot Podcast on Twitter, click the link tree. You can see where the podcast is. Go ahead to your favorite platform. Hit the follow. Hit the subscribe. Turn the notifications on. That way, you don't even have to worry about it. You just get it uploaded right to your phone. You can listen to this in the shower, on your way to work, on the toilet, making breakfast. You know, maybe you got a date over. You just want some, you know, some sound in the background. You got this, obviously, because it puts you in the mood. Okay, maybe not the last one, but I appreciate all of you for hanging out with me. I've had a great time with you all. Uh, We are going to see each other next week. At this time next week, the NHL season would have started. We have finally made it. All right. I promise I woke up Green Day the last time. Green Day is awake. All right. I woke them up when September was over. So we are good to go here. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Okay. I'll see you guys soon. (laughs) 